On Blues Radio International, we're here in Boynton Beach, Florida, with Luther Guitar Jr. Johnson. Luther, thanks for joining us. All right. Man, it's, it's, it's a pleasure. It's an honor to sit down with you. What was it like when you were growing up? Because while you're associated with Chicago blues, it didn't start in Chicago. No, it didn't. Well, I was born in Mississippi, and I want to play a little place in Mississippi called Adobina, Mississippi. B.B. were born there, too. We were born in the same you know, town. How many people were in the town? Was it a big town? Or? Well, I never didn't know because I, I was born there, and my mother moved some other place, you know. But I was born in Adovina, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. Now, what was it like growing up? What, what kind of work were you doing, and what sort of things were going on in your life? Well, when I was growing up, you know, my father had a farm, and I worked on the farm, you know, and went to school when I could, you know. What kind of music was being played at home? What kind of music did your folks uh, listen to? My mother, she was crazy about Muddy Water, you know. And Muddy Water and, and uh, Howlin' Wolf and Sonny Boy Wish, you know, guy like this, uh, Robert Nighthawk, you know. So that's what I would listen to. When did you first decide that you were going to start playing music? Well, my uncle, my daddy's brother, his name is Arthur Johnson, you know. So he played guitar. And he used to play Saturday night fish fries, you know, for people. And I was a little boy, you know, so he'd take me with him. And I, it reminded me, I said, I'm going to play guitar one day, you know. I'm going to be like my uncle, you know. And I told all the kids, I was young, you know, I was going to school. I said, I'm going to be recording one day. And all y'all going to have to pay to come see me. You know, oh, we're going to be paying no money to come see you. I said, okay. And it happened. It sure did. You also, you, you had an a cappella group in church. Right. right? Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. Well, it came about when I was leading the choir, you know, in church. My mother, my sisters, and my brother, all of them, you know, in the choir. And I used to lead the choir, you know. And I, I started from then the pastor, you know, he would say, that boy sure can sing, you know. And they called me the singing boy. That was just called me. He just called me the singing boy in church, you know. And when they have fumes and things, I had to sing, you know. So I was just that great, you know. Everybody loved the way I sang, you know. And uh, so I, I told my mother, I said, well, I want to, you know, I want to play, you know, music. <clears throat> I had me going, to, you know, around with my uncle, you know. So I told her, I said, <clears throat> I had made me a little guitar at first, you know, I had a string, you know, upside the wall, you know, I had two balls in them, I played with a ball, you know. How did you do that? Was that with nails? Yeah, with you... nails, you know, and snuff balls, you know, down south, you know, my uh, daddy used to dip snuff and chew tobacco, you know. So this was two strings on a board or on the one? One, one. one. string. But I did put two uh, boards on it, two strings on the board. And I got, you know, I want, you know, I want to play it. I want, I want to make my own little guitar, you know. Right. And start to slide, you know, singing, you know. How old were you when you built that? I was something like, uh, something like nine years old, you know. 
Nah, nah, no, nah. Now, did you see other people do that, or was this your own invention? Well, I used to see people, you know, on the plantation, you know, that my one well, my father had his farm at, you know. So I used to see guys, you know, putting strings on the side of the wall. I used to see guys blowing uh, corn, you know, like hair corn, putting a, a sip paper off a cigarette package or something. <laughs> you know, blowing that, you know, I did all that, you know. And I used to play a juice hob, you know, with a juice hob. Yeah. <laughs> you know, stuff like that, you know. Did people play a lot of music on the plantation? Oh, yeah. We had good musicians. You know, guys older than me, you know, guys, Bo Parker, you know. And he was a great guitar player, you know. And I used to go around him, sit, you know, watch him in the house playing the guitar, you know. And my uncle used to play guitar with him, you know. And they sit around the house and play guitar, different, like people used to have their own Makes your hair on junk, junk, you know, in the house, you know, selling whiskey, you know, homemade, you know. We called it moonshine, you know, moonshine and homemade beer, you know. All like that, you know. And it was, you know, it was something, you know. And be a lot of people, you know, having fun, eating fish, you know, dancing. My, my uncle was entertaining with the guitar, you know. <laughs> what kind of songs did you play on your first uh, strings on the wall instrument? Well, I used to play Don't Your Peach, uh, Look Mellow, Hanging Way Up in the Top of Your Tree, you know, stuff like that, you know. That must have sounded amazing with slide. It did, you know. You know. Did you have an audience when you did that? Well, I'm mostly do about, you know, around the house. Uh, on a cotton pen or something, you know. Because I didn't want nobody to see me playing that. I wanted a guitar, you know. When did you finally get the guitar? I got the guitar with something like uh, about 12 and a half. About 12, maybe 13, you know. And I started playing the guitar with my spiritual group, you know. If I wouldn't play it, I had my first cousin, my, my uh, uncle, son, would play the guitar behind it, you know. The spiritual group. Now, did your uncle teach you how to play? No, his his, his son taught me how to play. My okay. first cub. I used to have to pay him fifteen cents to teach me. <laughs> yeah. what, what kind of stuff did he teach you? Well, he taught me all kind of stuff. You know, that his daddy, daddy taught him. You know, but my daddy used to blow a little harmonica, but not too much. You know, and uh, I want to play. You know, so. I told him, I said, well, one day I'll be making my record, you know. I said, I'm going to Chicago. I always told him, I'm going to Chicago. Because that's where all the blues players were, you know. And, you know, as I uh, moved to Chicago, at a young age, I, I left, um, I was something like, I was something like 16 years old when I moved to Chicago back in the 50s. And I, I went there, my older sister, she, I went there to babysit for her, you know, for a while. And I started slipping out going on Chicago. Picked all, all the blues were played everywhere, you know, on Maxwell Street, you know, on Roosevelt, 16th Street. People sitting on, the, you know, playing the guitar, people drinking and going on. I said, no, I was in the right place, you know, that's what I want to do, you know. 
That must have been a big cultural shock, though, oh, coming it, yeah. to Chicago. I'm telling you, you know. What was that like, making the transition just to the lifestyle and what was going on? Well, I, it was good. I used to play in people's basement all night. They drinking, you know, and I'm drinking, you know. <laughs> I was too young to drink, but, you know, I wouldn't get too high, you know. But, you know, you know, that had to make me nervous, you know. I drank a little bit to make me, you know play my guitar, you know, and they enjoyed it, you know, and they, uh, went, I used to play in one guy's basement, he used to cook, uh, make me some chicken necks, you know, I mean, not chicken necks, turkey necks, you know, and he would sell them, you know, and people would buy them, you know, he'd make me some turkey necks, you know, stuff like that, hot dogs, you know, and I was eating and playing my music, you know, so I went for it. This is also a time when Robert Nighthawk was playing yeah, on Maxwell Street. These yeah, people were outside right, playing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you were going into the sea of the the best blues talent in the world. In the world. And, That's and, why I saw all of them. Yeah. I saw all of them. Elmo James. I used to go with Elmo James' daughter, one of his daughters. Mm -hmm. What was he like as a personality? Oh, he was great. Mm-hmm. He was a great guy, you know. And uh, I saw uh, back in the old days, uh, Howlin' Wolf and uh, Little Walter Jacob, you know. I used to play with him. When I got up, you know, I used to play with Little Walter, you know. How did you end up playing with Little Walter? That's a that's a pretty good gig. Yeah, it was, you know. Well, I'll tell you, uh, Calvin Joan, you know, Used to play with Muddy Waters, you know, during the time when I played with Muddy Waters. Well, he used to play with uh, Little Walter, you know, with all this stuff, you know. And so when I met him, we were going with two sisters, Mary and Martha. He was going with Mary, and I, I, I was going with Martha. Wow. <laughs> so were you intimidated by these? These are the people that your mom was playing for you. And right. Now, and now you're seeing them and you're meeting them and you're playing with I'm them. I'm playing with them. What, yeah, was, was, were you nervous about that? Well, in a way I was, but, you know, I was drinking a little bit, you know, so making my nerves up, you know, so. And they would let me play, you know. I asked them, could I play? No, you can't play no guitar, you know. And I started out, you know, before I started playing uh, music, I, started, I was singing and dancing. And I got a, play, a band in Chicago, Ray Scott. So it was a, a Ray Scott rock and roll band. And I would dance and sing, and the people would, you know. And I left Chicago and went to St. Louis, Missouri. And uh, I lived in St. Louis, Missouri about a year. And I met a dude down there by the name of Louis Junior Robinson. And he was playing bass, and I was playing bass. He said, well, one of us got to play lead. I said, well, I'll try to play lead, you know. I tried to get in touch with him for years ago. I can't get in touch with him nowhere, you know. That's where I got my start from what I went, when I went back to Chicago. They couldn't touch me. I had it. So they said, let him sing. I said, no, give me the guitar. Yeah. So that one year away changed everything. It changed everything, that's right. So now you come back to Chicago, mm -hmm. and what's going on in Chicago when you return? When I returned to Chicago, I got my own band. I, I started off first with Black Junior. You used to call me Black Junior. 
And from Black Junior, I went to uh, Little Junior. And then after people named me Guitar Junior, I thought, you know, all my recording and thing, you know, we get Todd Jr. Now, how did you end up meeting Muddy Waters for the first time? This is a hero you'd been listening mm -hmm. to when your mom played him. Well, I met Muddy Waters in the Willie Dixon. You know, he used to be a writer for the blues singer in his basement. And Muddy Waters uh, Muddy Water was uh, down rehearsing on uh, 40 days and 40 nights. So this is my baby loves it down. And I, you know, so that's why, that why I heard him, you know, recording it, you know. And I said, wow, you know. And Muddy had a voice, you know, that, you know, oh man, he was something there. And I, I want, that always want to be like him and sing, you know. But, you know, I, I didn't want to, you know, I, want, I wanted my own thing, you know, I wanted my own style of music. You know, in this business, you don't make no money until you get your own style. And I got my own style, you know. I didn't start making no money until I got my own style. And then when you get your style, you can play anybody's music, you know. It doesn't matter. Who do you who do you give credit to for your style? Because we all learn from people who came before us. Right, well, I, well, I give credit to Ray Scott, the rock and roll band, because he always told me, I want you to do it for yourself. And... I'd taken his word at it, and I went on, you know, and I made myself. And he ended up drumming my drama, you know, wow. in my band before he died. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, what was it like playing with Muddy? How did you end up playing with Muddy for the first time? Well, the first time I played with Muddy, Calvin Jones, I said, I'd taken a Hollywood fat. You maybe heard of it. Yes, you live out in absolutely. California. I take in his place with Muddy Water. Okay. Now, how, uh, did, you, how uh, did you get that job, though? Calvin Jones called me and okay. said, Muddy need a lead it? guitar player, you know. Okay. I said, well, tell him about me. And so he said, I'm going to give you Muddy number, and you call him. He gave me Muddy number, and I called him. Guitar Junior. I said, yeah, it's me, Muddy. He said, I need a guitar player. I said, well... He said, what can you come sit in with the band... He said, I'm playing in East Lansing, you know, Michigan. He, he had a big show with a white stave. I never will forget all that place for Pat. And that Friday, he said, I want you to come that Friday night and play a couple songs, you know, with the band. Oh, I'm so nervous. I, I can't, you know, I, ooh, I, I, I didn't know what to do. I, 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 walked in, I, I walked in the club. I said, I want to go to Muddy Water dressing room. The guy said, he's right back there. I tell him, look at the guitar junior. I had did a recording in my first recording. I had it in my hand, too, you know. I wanted to let him know I tried to do something, you know. So I walked in the dressing room. Muddy said, guitar junior. I said, yeah, that's me. So he said, well, I'm going to let the band go up, and I'm going to play a couple songs, and I want you to come up and sit in with the band. Oh, I got so nervous. I didn't know what to do. I was shaking, you know. And, uh, and I, you know, I, I, what was thought about, I didn't have no, my guitar with me, you know, so I said, well, I don't want to do. I said, I wonder if you want me to sing or what. So when I walked on the stage, he said, he gave me his guitar. And Muddy played with clamp, you know, and I'm high strain, you know, and I'm bigger, you know. And one man said, oh, let's go ahead and do what you can with it. You know, that's all I could do. So when I hit the first note, people said, Started screaming and hollering and doing everything. Mother said, "You they said you were that way." 
He wow. said, he said, in two weeks' time, I'll be calling you. I was working at a steel mill in Chicago. I drive overhead crane, you know, pimp pouring iron, you know. I'm driving the crane. And that uh, Thursday night, I got a call, so, Muddy, this Muddy. I said, yeah. He said, I want you to sit in, you know, said, at our plate, I had just had did the, the uh, interview with him. And he had a job, and he was playing Atlanta Judge. I forget the name of the place. He said, you got a job. So I'm working. I said, now nah, I got my family, you know, and everything I'm thinking, you know. And so one of my said, come to me and say, once you get your leave of absence before you go on that job, you know, because you never know what ought to happen. So I talked to my phone, but they got, you know, I told him, I said, I want to leave my absence for a year. He said, well, everybody liked me at the job. Well, I was so funny and beating on things, you know, and entertaining people with my acoustic guitar and all this stuff. He said, what you want to do? I said, I'm going to be a musician. You know, I used to go back and forth out there visiting them, you know, and they, oh, they want to walk in the steel mill. Hey, yeah, look at that. Here come the star, you know. So I got, you know, I got one from that, you know, so that's where I started, you know. You told me earlier about what it was like hearing yourself for the first time on the radio. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, well, I tell you, before I recorded my record, a guy named Big Bill Hill used to be on the air. This is Big Bill Hill, radio station. You know, and he would go around tap, you know, clubs and things where people banging at. <clears throat> and he would, you know, we would be on the air, you know, playing. So I used to play on the air too, you know. Me and my band, you know. And I, I we have something like pretty like 45 minutes, you know, a half hour or something on the air. You know. And uh, people, oh, what you on the house last night? What Big Bill Hill's talking about you, you know? And your band and everything, you know, it steal me while I was working. I said, yeah, I was there, you know? Well, and so uh, I uh, I got uh, the first guy that wanted to do something for me. His name was Jesse. And uh, Motown music, you know, and all this stuff was going on. I could have got on Motown, you know, but my... Uh, the guy would manage me. His wife was a singer. So she's a singer in my band. So they didn't want her. Motown didn't want her. They wanted me. You know, so, you know, he, we wouldn't, you know, I couldn't record for him, you know. Now, you played with John Lee Hooker. Can yeah. Can you tell mm -hmm. me what that was like? That was good. You know, John Lee Hooker, he, he gave me so much respect, you know. He really did, you know. Like John Lee Hooker and, uh, and uh, uh, this guy from Texas, uh, uh, let me think his name. Oh. oh, he gave me a lot of credit. Texas boy, what's it? Uh, play guitar and play the, uh, again, what his name was. But those guys, you know, when I used to walk around them, you know, and that what he was playing at, Gate Mouth Brown, you know. They'd be sitting down, but when I walk in the house, they get up and start to play because they know I was going to get them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what was, Gate Mouth was a great multi-instrumentalist, yeah, too. Was. He played fiddle, he yeah, played everything, everything right? Mm -hmm. yeah. but he was my good friend. He said, you really came out, so I'm glad you did. See, Gate Mouth used to sit down on the stage, you know, when he played, you know. Didn't want nobody to dance or nothing, you know. 
And so when I come to the house, we say, we got Luther Guitar Jr. now. Everybody, oh, oh, let him up, you know. And I get up, I start playing, everybody start dancing and everything, you know. That's great. Now, you also had some experiences playing with the Rolling Stones. You're right. Mm -hmm. What was that like? Well, the Rolling Stones, you know, uh, Muddy opened for them, you know, and stuff. And so we'd all play, you know, and Muddy called them up, you know, and we all played together, you know. That was cool. And you played with Eric Clapton as yeah, well? Yeah, Clapton, I played with this band, you know. You can pull it up on, you know, on, on a new tune now. I'm in Clapton band, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was it like with your parents? They had a vision of what you were going to be as a man and what you would do, and you told them that you were going to go do this. What was it like well, to talk to them about that and, and for them to see you actually become part of Muddy's band? Well, I mean, as I started playing with Muddy Water, you know, and my mother and them had moved them to Chicago, you know, and everything, I told them I wanted them to come out, you know, and see me with Muddy, you know. So they did, they came out, you know, and everything. My cousin, that one taught me how to play guitar, he was there, you know, smiling and laughing. You said, go do it, you know, and all that, you know. So it was great, you know. And I was so proud of my mother and my father to, you know, see me playing with Muddy Water. That was quite a moment. It, it was, yeah, it was. Now, you've traveled all over the world. You've played for people in all sorts of places. And that's important to us because we have listeners all over the world as well. Mm -hmm. I've been very impressed as we've gone on through the years about how people from different countries who have None of the shared experience of American slavery, don't know anything about Chicago, actually have different musical scales than we have, mm -hmm. but they love blues. Why do you think that is? Well, blues is, uh, you know, the blues is the root of music, you know. So those people down south, you know, said what uh, blues came from spirit, from the spiritual singer, you know. And uh, people, you know, they, they doing something, working, they couldn't do nothing about it. They had to sing about it, you know. Like your wife leave or something, you know, you're going to make a song. Or, My baby won't love me. You know. It's just like the blues, you know, it's, it's something. You know, the blues is, uh, I can't explain to tell you how the blues is. Because, but the blues is something that you really can move people with if you do it right. And I, didn't, I don't have no problem. I'm just like a preacher in a pulpit. You are. I can hear it in your, <laughs> I can hear it in your voice. And I, I can see the church when I saw you on stage last right. night. Mm -hmm. I see where that comes from. That's right. It's deep within you. It is, you know. What do you think is the important message that we need to pass along to younger people about blues who might well, not I would, understand but it? But the young people these days don't want to play no blues. The young black don't want to play no blues. They call it slavery music. And I'm so glad the white boys taking it up, playing the blues. It makes me feel so good. Somebody keeping our stuff alive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, uh, I'll tell you, it's something that's very sad and personal. It to me. is. Mm -hmm. it's, I have two black grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And the only reason that they know about blues is because of me. Right. And that's a shame. It is. Mm -hmm. That's a real shame. It is. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, I wish we had uh, 
a broader ability to, to reach people. That's and right. Mm-hmm. One thing Doug McLeod has said about it is this isn't the music of subjugation or slavery. This is the music of overcoming. That's right. And what it got is all its, all, all its other stuff. From the, the blues, you know, rock and roll came from the blues. You know, all of, all of the guys, you know, and stuff came from the blues, you know. Who's the most amazing musician you've ever played with? Uh, the amazing musician I ever played with is uh, Muddy Waters, because that's who I always want to play with. But I want to play with him, but I, as I started, I want my own style, you know. I didn't want Muddy style, you know. Well, you got to have your own style, you know. But I can play Muddy stuff as good as he can, and sing it as good as he could, you know. But I know that I wanted me to do it, you know. And my music, so many people have came to me and told me how my music feels to them. I have broke them up for married. I have married people, you know, for my music. It's powerful. It's powerful. That's right. Very powerful. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's powerful in a very good way. That's right. Will you play something for us if we set you up with a guitar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 